Hi, this is David and Cal from the Skilled Trades Podcast, and today we talk about our home away from home. So, you told me earlier that uh, you had a bad hotel experience this last week. I had an interesting hotel experience. Um, So, in the last week, I was in school. Uh, It was in-class learning. So, me and another guy in my class, we... The, the school is about an hour and a half from my house, so we decided that, and he is two and a half hours from the school, so we decided to get a hotel room. And it was good. Um, the pictures were good anyways. Pictures were looked really good. Price was good. Reviews looked okay. Um, until we got there. Um, at first glance, it was Interesting. Uh, hotel staff seemed okay. We, we got up to the third floor where our room was and you could kind of tell this thing, the hotel looked a little dated, but, uh, we figured out whatever. So we got to the third, third floor and, um, yeah, it was very dated and had a bit of a interesting vibe to it, to say the least. So we get into our hotel room and we noticed a few things already. It didn't match what the pictures showed. Uh, we we ended up having a room with like a side door so you can go from like one room to the next if you have like two two rooms side by side, which we didn't like. I don't know why they why they did that. And um, yeah, and one morning we woke up. It was like six thirty in the morning. And it had barely even snowed, like probably not even enough to cover the ground. And there was some dude outside with a leaf blower clearing the sidewalk at 6.30 in the morning. Gotta love the 6.30 in the morning sidewalk blower, leaf blower guy. And and, and I, I woke up, I'm like, what? It's 6.30. <laughs> and it was the first, the first evening we... After school, we got back to the hotel, had some supper or whatever. There was just, like, yelling going on. Like, someone at, like, at the, like, because right, to, straight from our room, straight down, there was an entrance to go in and out of the hotel. And there was some yelling going on, like commotion and stuff. And I just looked over at, at my roommate and I was like, dude, there's, like, a day's in, like, two minutes from here. <laughs> Why don't we just go there? It's like, I'm kind of done with this place already. Um, but he's like, ah, no, you know, we'll just, we'll try a night, you know, see, see how it is. He's like, yeah, it's not the greatest, but he's like, ah, it's, he's, he stayed in worse. So we ended up staying there the full week. And, uh, on one of the last days we, we were, we got up in the morning and, uh, walked to the, to the elevator and right across from the elevator, there's like a, a Coke machine. Um, and, uh, I'm, we're just waiting for the elevator to come up to the third floor and uh i look in there like on in that little slot where your drink comes out of i looked it's like looks a little looks a little weird what what's in there and i go a little closer and i take a look and there's some kind of it, it was pizza and some kind of other stuff that they some somebody had just like shoved on the inside of there it was so gross and i looked at it and i, and I looked over at my roommate and he and he just shook his head and we just like walked out and, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a rough experience. Um, I wasn't really too impressed with, with the way that they showed the hotel and the pictures, but 
next time now we know the reviews after after we got to the hotel and we and I started looking a little further down the you know review list and comment list yeah <laughs> yeah there... I, 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 I learned what that hotel was <laughs> yeah there may have been mention of some illegal substances and trades <laughs> yeah yeah and I was like okay I'm never gonna stay there again that's for sure <laughs> yeah that's the thing you know they say pictures say a thousand words but you know seeing it with your own eyes that's worth way more and it's like our microwave it didn't even work properly like it, it ha- literally half of our food like wouldn't wouldn't get warm and it would it was so like gross and our sh- the shower head in the bathroom just it was leaking all over the place like when 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 you took a shower had I known I probably would have brought my own towels honestly at that point but it's like I didn't, it, it looked great in the pictures I was like, oh, it looks like a half-decent hotel. But, yeah, learn something. <laughs> Next it, time, uh, not going to stay at that hotel. Yeah, I mean, you, I guess I put quite a bit of faith in reviews on hotels and stuff, but I guess that, that kind of teaches me, you know. But it was a three out of five star. Yeah, and I mean, I That's, just I just looked it up on TripAdvisor, and it had good reviews there, and I'm usually pretty trusting a TripAdvisor, mm-hmm. too. It was like, what, four to five, you said? Yeah, so that's that's really strange. That it would be rated so highly, but maybe they're paying off the people who stay there. Who knows? Yeah, or maybe it's the kind of people that stay there that give them good reviews. <laughs> I, I think that, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, they're just they're plying their trade, and they don't the hotel staff don't care. So it's yeah, good reviews. It's probably some entrepreneurs that that stay there. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've I've stayed in a, a couple uh, janky hotels as well. When we used to do some solar work around the province, and uh, the one memorable one was, it was just this motel. We we knew we were going to get there late, and we called ahead, and we wanted to book our rooms, and we said we needed three rooms, and we needed, or we asked them, do they have two beds per room? Oh, yeah, 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 they have two beds per room, three rooms, because we had six guys, right, so... Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You guys aren't. You guys didn't, weren't expecting to double bunk. Yeah, we don't want to be shacking up with one another. <laughs> so we get there and we're like, "Oh, finally we're here. Let's go put our stuff in our rooms. You know, shower and see what there is to do." Mm-hmm. So we get to the rooms and we open the door. We walk in and it's like, well, there was one bed in the room. And the other two rooms were exactly the same. Well, it looked like we were bunk buddies that night. <laughs> so, yeah, first of all, it was it was really cold that night. And we couldn't, for the life of us, figure out how to turn the heater on. So the first night, we absolutely froze. And, you know, you build a relationship with your coworkers. But <laughs> sleeping in the same bed as them is... Uh, not something I care to do again. Well, at least that way you guys can stay warm. You guys can cuddle up. Yeah, as it turns out, that would happen. Not by <laughs> my choice, though. I was, I kid you not, I was sleeping halfway off the edge of the bed. I wasn't even sleeping. I was awake the whole night. <laughs> you were the victim. 
I was Little Spoon in that situation, and Big Spoon was a good half a foot shorter than me. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so that was that was not the great ex- greatest experience the first night, and uh, you didn't want to sleep on the floor. Not especially, you know. It looked clean and everything, but I just don't trust hotel floors. You never know what's what's down there. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. <laughs> and so in the morning we we go to the diner or whatever they had there and get breakfast and it was mediocre at best, but it was food, right? Mm-hmm. So we head out to the job site and we're freezing our butts off all day and it's like two, three o'clock in the afternoon and we are just almost keeling over. We're so hungry. And one of our guys, he literally has no strength left. He climbs off the roof. He says, I'm going to go sit down because if I don't have food, I cannot work. So we had to get some supplies from town. They thankfully had a very nice hardware store there. That seemed like the only nice thing in that town. And um, so the journeyman went to go get some supplies and he said I'm gonna go pick up lunch and he brings back lunch he had bought pizza we're like oh sweet pizza you know Mm -hmm. and we opened the boxes and it was like a half inch crust raw in the middle looked like they had shredded an entire block of cheese on each pizza and used half a log of pepperoni on it like not a little log a big log and it was so underbaked, but we were like, we took a bite and we were like, oh, this is nasty. <laughs> like, oh, you just felt so disgusting eating it. But it was food. We were hungry, so we ate it. And I think there was some left over. We ended up giving that to the dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, we cannot finish this. And so then we go back to the hotel and we had supper. And we looked at the the supper menu the diner was closed but the the bar was open so we were like well we'll just order some stuff through there and apparently the diner was closed for people but they still were there to serve bar customers or something so we just ordered some deep fried stuff and it was edible but hey at least the pool was free that was about uh the only good thing uh, there were some rather rambunctious middle-aged women in there who were quite heavily influenced by alcohol at that time, <laughs> and they were being quite loud and obnoxious, so I was like, you know what, I'm headed to bed. And thankfully, by the second night, we had figured out the heater, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I was still on the edge of the bed. And my bunk buddy well, was still Big Spoon. <laughs> Even after I had confronted him after the first night, he was like, no, no, I, there's no way I was spooning you, man. You should just put a pillow between you two. Well, I thought of that, but I needed a pillow for my head, and there were only two pillows. <laughs> and, oh, that was that was awful. But thankfully, we only need to stay there for two nights. That was... That was enough? That was enough. We got the job done. Actually, the fastest solar install that we had ever done and we set the record in the province but yeah and I it's funny up until the day that I I left the company we would still bug him about that and he always still denied he was like no it's not how it happened it's like yeah I'm I was there I was the victim you were the victim <laughs> you knew what happened I knew what happened and the other guys just thought it was hilarious so but 
yeah, that was that was my interesting motel experience, and I guess on the home away from home topic, uh, we used to sometimes when we would do jobs further away, we would pull the camper to the job site during the summer, early fall, and we would just stay in the camper for the week, and that was that was really enjoyable. Wouldn't that be kind of like like how many how many guys were in the camper? I think at that time we were five guys. Five or six guys at that time. Do you just pull it up to like a, a campsite or how do you do how do you have like water and sewage and everything? Uh we had a big enough tank okay. that we could have our showers and bathroom breaks and everything. Uh we just asked that the customer supplies with the garden hose for water mm-hmm. and then we had our propane hooked up and then we would just pull it right to the customer's yard and we would stay there. It was <clears throat> excuse me. It was it was actually nice, except for the one job we were right beside a chicken barn, <laughs> and we just yeah. hoped that that smell wouldn't come into the camper. It did a little bit, but we had to deal with those howling fans all night. Yeah, I think I think that would keep you up more than the smell. Yeah, but some of the jobs that we we camped at, they were it was really nice. You know, it was a a really cool experience because we could start at sun up and mm-hmm. stop at sundown. You know, we were that close to our home, mm-hmm. and that was some of the best eating on the job we ever had. Uh, the owner of the company, his wife, would actually pack meals for us for the week, and then we would just warm it up in the oven or on the barbecue. And yeah, that'd be, that'd, it'd be like literally like camping. Yeah, like it, you could have like fi- like have a little fire or whatever. Yeah, it, it was super relaxing, and like we would get into the camper at the end of the day. We all take a shower and. And we'd kind of just lay down in our bunk beds and we were just pooched. And then once the food was ready, we would eat and go collapse again. And it was a, it was a good time when we were camping. Um, definitely a much better time than when we stayed at the motel. <laughs> <laughs> but, and the funny story about that, the one time that we went camping was actually the first time the company that I worked for then the our when we got our first nine amp hour Milwaukee battery, and Did we, you guys run the whole camper off that thing or what? Oh, we probably could have, <laughs> <laughs> but we we went into the city. We were about an hour north of the city, and we headed in, and we actually had supper there, in the city, and then we went to a Home Depot, and we picked up a brand new cordless sawzall because we didn't have one of those yet. We had a corded one. Okay. And so you had to like carry a generator around, or how did you power it? Just super, long ex- super long extension okay. cord, yeah. And we were like, you know what, this isn't practical. So we went and we picked up a cordless sawzall kit, and it came with a 9 amp hour battery. And, oh, I remember we were all so excited about it. We were always ripped it out of the box. We were playing with it in the truck on the way back to the to the yard, and we were like, oh man, this is the sickest thing ever. Look how big this battery is, and. Yeah, that was that was probably one of the more memorable things about that job. I guess minus that the customer had a sweet float plane, but he didn't take you guys out for for a little bit of a flight. No, he ended up leaving the the day before we left. He went to fly to his private lake, but oh, only a private lake. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's... He he was a wealthy guy. He he knew what he wanted, and he liked playing with his money. Yeah, why so. not? May as well. Exactly right. We're there to do a job. He's paying us. Mm-hmm. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that, that's my two cents on home away from home. Yeah, I never had um. Obviously, with my job, I'd 
I haven't traveled a lot yet. Um, I guess n- neither with the job that I had before, but yeah, that was just a little, a little bit of a hotel experience I had. I wanted to share with uh, with everyone. You know, just make sure that the the pictures don't always don't always say everything, and neither do the reviews either. But other than that, yeah, the the next time we're in school, we have we rented a we're gonna rent a little bit of a different hotel we're not gonna stay at that one again and uh yeah should be a lot better yeah that's that's the thing it always leaves such a sour taste in your mouth Mm -hmm. when you have a bad experience like that and other people may stay there and be like oh here's it was perfectly fine but you know i think maybe some people just have lower standards yeah yeah and i think that's kind of the, the the vibe the hotel gave me but now we know. Yep. I'll just pass by that hotel every time now <laughs> on my way to school. What did What did your girlfriend have to say about that hotel? Um, not much. I didn't really tell her that much because I didn't want her to get all worried. <laughs> so I was like, you know, it. She didn't really ask, so I was like, hey, you know, Paul. I don't know. I didn't know if I was gonna come out of there alive. So it's like you didn't find any dirty needles while you were there. Nope, no dirty needles. Um. A little bit worried though. There was a lot of commotion and stuff, so I was a little bit worried, but <laughs> we made it. But school's still going good for you? Yep, still going good. Uh, we're down to the last four weeks now. Um, February, middle of February is, my, is uh, when I'm done, so I'm looking forward to getting back to work though. I mean, yeah, it's been nice, I guess, having the last, you know, almost two months off, but I don't know, it's. It's it's nice to be on the tools. Yeah, that's for sure. And I guess exciting news for me is <clears throat> my uh, one of my bosses came up. He approached me last week and he said to me, green light for going back to school for my final level. So probably this coming fall or maybe early winter, I'll be headed back to school for my final level. It'll be Mr. Journeyman. Mr. Journeyman, Mr. Red Seal. Look at you go. Look at me go. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of also getting my contractor's license. I mean, why not? I'm there anyway. Mm-hmm. Just having the ability to pull permits on your own, and mm-hmm. it just gives you more options. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, if you don't do it now, even if you don't use it, you might, you, like, you'll regret it if you don't. Yeah, that's for sure. That was my mindset. You know, why not all do it all in one shot? Mm-hmm. And I know I've looked at so many different things to do mm-hmm. but it's like oh you know i should get into that oh i should get into that but i wanted to finish up one thing first yeah and you know the company i work for is absolutely great mm-hmm. you know amazing people to work for um you know the places i get to go work are really good mm-hmm. for the most part but you know i'm just a kind of guy i like variety mm-hmm. like i like doing electrical then I started thinking of, well, what if I went into engineering? Mm-hmm. Or what if I did this? I know uh, in the last last week when we were in school, we did a lot of um, drafting and blueprint reading and stuff like that. And uh, during that, I learned, number one, I'm not an artist. Number two, I'm not an engineer. I don't think I can make blueprints. I can, I can read them for the most part, but making them, no. That's uh no thank you. I I I don't like making blueprints. 
I'm not artistically talented. If I made a blueprint, no one would no one would know what to do. <laughs> They'd be like, "Is this wall supposed to be built crooked?" <laughs> That's what it says on the blueprint, right? <laughs> Engineer is always right. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, good thing is you'd be using AutoCAD and stuff like that, not yeah. hand drawings. Which another thing, I I I've noticed now, like online learning. Yeah, it's good, but it in my opinion, it for me anyways. By, like, middle of the morning, like, class always starts at 8 and goes till about 11, 30, 12. By, like, middle of the morning, it's, like, I'm already kind of starting to zone out. It's, like, I can't, even if I take, like, a little break, I can't, I can't focus on a screen. I can focus in class, but it's just harder to focus on the screen, which, you know, it's, since we don't have as much class time as we could, you have to kind of learn some things kind of on your own, and your classmates help you out and stuff like that, so... Which is good. Um, I mean, yeah, I've got great classmates. We all uh, yeah, all hung out, and it was a good time. Right on. Yeah, it'll it'll be a little bit strange, I guess, for me going back to school. I've been away for a couple years, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm really hoping that by the time I go, we'll actually be able to be in class, seeing mm-hmm. as how it is my last level. See, and and I also think like, um, I know one one of the apprentices at my work, he's going for his level two, and and. I think, honestly, the level, like, the first level, it's a lot of, like, you know, basic stuff or whatever. So, you know, technically, you wouldn't, there's not a, there's not a lot, like, that they really push hands-on. But I think as you go further and you get to more, you know, the diagnosing, you know, troubleshooting kind of portions of it, I think, honestly, they'll have more in class for them. Yeah, that's for sure. And I mean, for level four, for electrical anyway... For us, it's a very heavily like PLC oriented, um, like more automated motor control stuff. So <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see what they're gonna do with that. And it's also very heavy in code, just preparing you for the interprovincial exam. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's it's a wait and see. I I don't know what to expect. But, you know, I'll take it as it comes, right? Right, exactly. And I guess time will tell. You bet. So I installed a bit of an interesting device this la- or last week. Oh, yeah? Make, make, did it make your life a little easier? It did indeed. Um, there was a need in my life that I needed this device. And I didn't know it existed until a simple Google search revealed it to me. A Leviton makes a timer switch, and it's a super handy switch. It's just a relay in the back of it, I believe, and it's a programmable timer, but it fits in an ordinary device box, but it looks like a light switch. It has a little screen in there, so you can set your time, and then you can program different events into it, so... Let's say you want the lights to turn on between 2 o'clock and 6 o'clock. And then you want them to turn on again at, let's say, 8 in the morning till 10 Mm o'clock. But then you want them off. So you can program in multiple events and it'll cycle through them. Uh, we We just got chickens at home. And I was getting rather sick and tired of running to the barn morning and evening turning on the lights. And I was like... You know what? I bet you there's a switch <laughs> that could do this for me. And I 
I don't trust Wi-Fi switches and Wi-Fi devices. That's just a personal thing for me. Mm-hmm. So... And if you ever lose connection, like Wi-Fi or whatever, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, so I just looked it up and I was like, oh, Leviton makes this switch. And it was actually super cheap. It was $40. And it's like, well, you can't go wrong with that. Right. So I put it in and it's been working flawlessly. Um, I even figured, well, I know the commercial chicken farmers, some of them will program two daylight cycles into one day to up egg production. So if I wanted to, I could do that as well. So it's just a neat little device that I found and surprisingly it was inexpensive and I installed it and I've been super happy with it. I like when you eat, when we can, you know, with our trade and, and stuff, if we can like kind of incorporate what we do on a, like at our job, incorporate that into something we can do at home. I know like just little things that I've learned, you know, doing my job, being able to do in my home. It's kind of, it feels, feels pretty good. It's like, yeah, I know how to do this. I like it. Yeah, that's for sure. It's like, even when there's something that needs to be done, it's like you ask your family member or you tell them, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just do it. Oh, I'm I'm fully capable of doing it myself. No, no, no. I am the one that has the job experience here. Mm-hmm. Just let me do it. Yeah. Well, you think that I don't know how to do it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, why wouldn't you let me do it? Mm-hmm. It's... It gives me a sense of satisfaction yeah, because exactly. I'll see it every day and I'll be like, ha, I did that. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's, you know, help family out. I know I've um, just recently too, I installed a faucet for my aunt. She, she uh, installed a couple of valves under this thing too, you know, just stuff like that. I know my sister, they've had uh, HRV issues um, since they, since they bought their house. So, you know, kind of helped them out with that and, you know, obviously give them pointers on, you know, put in the correct filter for your furnace because i had to give him a little bit of a talk about that yeah you but, don't need those stupid furnace filters that small animals can run through that's a no-no yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's why i had to do a little bit of education but it was good i mean it's it's nice when we can you know incorporate some of the stuff that we you know learn at work and just help other people out yeah that's for sure so when is this uh furnace filters 101 with david coming online um that should be coming out soon okay i think we could probably have a whole podcast on filters <laughs> i think i think so and i think we could probably share i could probably share a dozen pictures of filters that i've pulled out of of furnaces and stuff well if you want me to throw up on the podcast that'd be a good way to do it <laughs> <laughs> well it you know it you'd be amazed at how many how many units we go to that have no heating or no cooling and we go there and the furnace filter or the 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 filter on on the rooftop unit is just plugged full like we 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 went to this pizza place one time um and they had uh no this was in the winter time but they had no cooling cuz it's like they make pizza in the back there and it gets hot so they have, they have a cool um uh, cooling and we go there and the, literally the filters looked as thick as like pizza boxes like they were that like filled like they were sucked up against the evaporator it was nasty it's like like what like what what happened here and then we we got a got the hose up there and it was it wasn't like winter time it was in the fall so it's like it wasn't freezing yet but it was kind of a bit cold 
So we got the water up there and we washed the condenser out, washed the evaporator out, and it was like just mud coming off there. Oh, that's disgusting. And it it's crazy the amount that of neglect that, that I see on rooftop units that aren't maintained, you know, yearly or twice a year or something even. It's, uh, I think, more often than not, they're just neglecting people or they call us when things start breaking down. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I guess the so, same thing with mechanical rooms and homes. Most of the time, people walk by the furnace, they don't even care. Absolutely. Well, before we transition into a bit of a different topic, I just want to take this time to shout out the Hammer app. Hammer's a amazing app. I've been on it for a little bit. Uh, it's like kind of like Instagram, but for blue-collar workers. Uh, a lot of guys and girls are on there. You know, they're posting their work. There's carpenters on there, pipeline people, uh, pipe fitters, you know, plumbers, uh, electricians. You know, it's a, it's designed to draw the blue collar family together, which on this podcast we're all about. We definitely advocate for that, that us blue collar workers stand up for one another. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely an important thing. So I just wanted to shout them out. You know, it's it's a it's a really good app. Um we have a little bit of news concerning them, but we're going to reveal that at a little bit of a later date. But moving on. Mm-hmm. I heard you got a bit of a present this last weekend, David. I did get a little bit of a present. Actually, I got a present this weekend, and I got a gift from myself that I paid for during the week. Um, so I don't know which one to start. Let's start with the one I got during the week. So that one, uh, I picked up a or I ordered it online. Um, the the Testo leak a refrigerant leak detector, the three sixteen dash three. Um. I picked it up because, you know, with the, I'm kind of building my, my HVAC tool kit, refrigeration kit kind of. So I'm, I bought that and, uh, I was super pumped actually. And I was showing like everybody, you know, my new tool. I was so proud of it. Right. And, uh, showed my parents how it works and you know, everything. And I thought it was pretty cool. And I don't think they seemed as interested in, in it as I was. But Parent, parents never do. No. But in, until all of a sudden something breaks down, then like, oh, man, that's like the greatest thing I've ever seen. And um, it was it was kind of funny because I was like, I was, we like we have an exposed like line set in our mechanical room. So I was like running it along there, right? And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I found a leak here? If this thing found a leak at one of the joints? It's like, that'd be so funny. But I didn't, thankfully. Um, pretty stoked to use it, though. And... Uh, my other thing I got this weekend was the Milwaukee Packout Backpack, which I'm pretty stoked about. Um, I still haven't decided how I'm going to configure it, how I'm going to load it out yet, but I'm very excited. And I'm extremely jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and Yeah, I, 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 there have been times when I would have needed a backpack when it would have just made life so much easier, and I know it will. It It definitely has a place in my in my work van and i'm going to set it up accordingly i just haven't decided what i'm all going to put in there yet or you know how how i'm going to utilize it but i know it's going to be nice i mean i have two veto bags but the backpack is is good in in like certain situations because especially when you're climbing up ladders and stuff like having a shoulder strap bag it's 
I find that it often wants to like slide around your body and like to the front, and yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, that's one thing I found with my Milwaukee Tech bag too. Is it always kind of wants to slide to the front, mm-hmm. and it was really awkward, especially when you're going through doors and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I would personally even find a backpack, like you said, rooftops, mm-hmm. uh, just running in for a quick service call. Mm-hmm. I I could already think of a reason now why where that uh, the backpack would have come in handy. Um, shortly before I went to school, we were working on the roof, and it um, <clears throat> we were just putting up a flashing and and uh, um, a vent up there, and it's like I had all my tin tools and everything, but. My tin tools are too big for my smaller Vito bag. My, I have the 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 TP four B. They're too big for that, but they you know I don't I couldn't drag all my 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 Vito bag my uh, my Tech MCT plus all my uh, tin tools and everything. Backpack would have been nice then, especially climbing up a ladder. It's just so much handier. And I have to say, you know, I a while back I purchased the Dewalt backpack. The one that has the light in there and the USB charging ports. Mm-hmm. And I opened it up because I, I always eyed it. And I was like, you know, this would be super sweet. I can charge my phone, stuff like that. And then I looked at my tools and I looked at the backpack and I was like, there's no way this will work. It's just not big enough. And it's just no matter how I would have configured it. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have that nice hard bottom that mm-hmm. the packout bag does. Yeah. That's one thing I liked about it. It's It's got a sturdy bottom. And it, we were even talking about it before we started the podcast. It's nice because you can fit like cases of stuff. In there, like like a <clears throat> drill bit, like a little case or, you know, um, any, any kind of little kit like uh, that you have you can stick it in there and it's nice i can't really do that in my veto bag with all the tools i have in there yeah that's for sure like little cases of screws mm-hmm. stuff like that like especially for me let's say i just need some 632 screws or some 832 screws i just have a couple packages of those in there i can fit all my hand tools in there i can put my impact in there a meter mm-hmm. you know and it's it looks good it's a sturdy backpack it's mm-hmm it looks super durable yeah yeah it, it, it doesn't look like it's like uh made of like that uh a little bit like cheaper quality like material kind of like you know the backpack they have for schools like that just flimsy stuff no it looks it's sturdy and on the inside it's got tons of pockets tons of room um definitely gonna take pictures with it once it's in action in about a month or so gonna have to get your girlfriend to take a picture of you going back to hashtag going back to school <laughs> <laughs> that's actually awesome that's actually awesome i'm gonna do that I'm when i a- when i have kids i'm gonna have to get them each a milwaukee packard backpack They'll imagine, be like, that's a flex that is a flex but imagine putting like the packard backpack on them if they're like in kindergarten like that thing will probably weigh as much as they do. Yeah, you could probably stick them in there. Yeah. <laughs> Almost, honestly. You could carry them around. It wouldn't break. It's such a sturdy backpack. <laughs> but yeah, they just roll up to school. Yeah. It's a flex. Yeah. My dad's an electrician. Or my dad's an HVAC guy. Yeah. We got yeah. the cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it it looks... It's super sharp. Um, It's got a... Yeah, like you said, it's not flimsy. That front is just so nice mm-hmm. and sturdy and uniform. Yep. And with all the little loops on the front, like you could put all kinds of things on there, like carabiners or, you know, Sharpies. And I like how it has a little water bottle holder. That's actually a nice touch. Because it's always like, you know, if if you're working somewhere, I in the summertime especially, I always have water with me all the time. And that I actually really like. I never thought about that I would 
be a good idea on a bag. Like I never thought about it, but now that it's there, it's like, that's actually a great idea. Yeah. And you know, it's those side pockets are actually even the perfect size for a small Milwaukee drill bit case. Mm-hmm. Like they're bl- black oxide drill bits. Mm-hmm. My tech bag I know had very similar size pockets and that's where I kept those bits. And you know, yeah, you can stick a water bottle in the other side. It's super handy. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to using it. And I'm looking forward to using all the rest of my my uh, refrigeration tools. I'm just excited for the summer. It's going to be a good summer. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And I'm I'm looking forward to warming up. We had a bit of a cold snap here. and mm-hmm. The first really cold snap of the year. Yeah, I think this night they're forecasting... Without wind chill in the city, it was supposed to go down to minus 36 Celsius. And with wind chill, we're going to be looking at close to minus 50. Holy. So it's it's going to be a chilly morning tomorrow. Glad I don't have to work up on the roof. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so thankfully, my boss has been trying to get me working inside. Mm-hmm. Got to yeah. keep Got to keep warm. I mean... Yeah. Working with bare hands in this weather, it's almost instant frostbite. Yeah, and that's usually, like, I think that's just a smart thing to do, like, for, I know, like, for us, too. Like, on days when it's so hot outside, we try to either, A, get the work done, like, if it's on the roof or somewhere where we're in direct sunlight, get the work done, get earlier start, get the work done when it's a bit cooler out. Or we do it in the later afternoon when it's, you know, sun is, you know, not as as hot, you know, right over lunchtime. And which I think is just good, like, because well, if if you're either very hot or very cold, your your efficiency goes down. You're you're miserable. You're tired. You know, you just it it's all around. Not it just doesn't help at all. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you know, you're gonna have to go back the next day. And mm-hmm. why do you want to go home so absolutely pooched that mm-hmm. you feel I'm not gonna be able to go into work tomorrow? Mm-hmm. There's there's no point. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent agree. So yeah, guys, just stay warm, stay safe, or stay cool. I don't know. Yeah, depends where you're listening from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might be in the blazing hot desert. Yeah, and I feel sorry for you. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if... Well, I guess Australia at this time of year, they're having summer. Lucky guys. Yeah. But yeah, just be careful out there. Work safe. Work smart. Yeah. There's There's no point. If you're young, there's no point in beating yourself you know you're going to be doing this for a while take care mm-hmm. of your body you're not you're only young once yep and you know uh, hurt, hurting your body now is just good you're going to regret it 15 years 20 years down the road yeah that's for sure i've unfortunately taken it too hard on my body so far i've tried to dial it back now but i already feel the consequences because of it so just from my first hand experience just you gotta you gotta take it easy on yourselves. Mm-hmm. But that's it for this episode. Um, I guess we will see you guys week after next, and mm-hmm. we will come at you with some blazing hot new topics. And I'm sure we'll have some more tools to talk about. Always. <laughs> right on. Have a good one, guys.